It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I've kind of did my own thing, you know, went to the gym, had my own routine. It worked for me for a long time. But as you get older, you got to change things, you know, do little different things here and there. You you know, working with your lateral quickness, you know, agilities, just um, lean muscle mass, all those small things that I never really put an emphasis on. I just came out and played, honestly. This year, having, you know, a new nutritionist in here, lad, um, those guys pumping green into you, doing all those things. Like, I've never had a salad before in my life. So there's a lot of different things that I'm doing to, you know, extend this time. That was Jonathan Joseph on the change in his diet with the new Texans training crew. Hey, Joe, Joe, I love salad. It's good stuff. You'll see what I mean. (laughs) Hey, in today's show, we're going to take you out for a final shot at OTAs this year. I'll tell you what I saw, and you'll hear our exclusive one-on-one with wide receiver Bruce Ellington. Plus, you'll find out which Texans player was voted by his peers as the 32nd best player in the NFL. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Robert Land from the Houston Sports Talk Podcast, alongside my partner and co-host, the always handsome, dapper Brian Patterson from House of Houston. Thanks for jumping on the Locked On Texans podcast, your best daily source of Texans news, views, and interviews. We're part of the FanRag Sports Network. Well, Brian, we didn't get a chance to mention this yesterday, but a certain Texans player landed in the 32nd spot on the NFL Network's top 100 list. I'm talking about, of course, Jadavian Clowney. He managed to get a lot of respect, Brian, for somebody on a 4-12 and team with only nine and a half sacks. Yes. It, it, with, with that, that's just based off of potential because we're actually going to see uh, certainly uh, some of the greatest games from him this season. I, I do see it. This is more of like a referendum. Yeah, that number is going to go up. It's 32 for this year, but he's going to be top 10 I would be surprised by next season because this guy is going to be ready to rock and roll, especially when he's teamed up with J.J. Watt. Uh, what an honor. Um, I, I actually would have had him ranked a little bit higher, but that's about right. You know what the NFL Network has done, and it goes to show how long has he come away with his game. You know, guys were calling him a bust. 
that he wasn't going to last. The worst pick that Rick Smith ever made. And look where he's at now. He's doing just fine. Yeah, I don't know if they said the worst pick that he's ever made because that's a laundry list, Brian. I don't, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you, you uh, talk about on potential. No, I don't think it was on potential. I, I think he did it last year. It's just he couldn't put up those numbers. You can't put up numbers with no J.J. Watt, no Whitney Merciless, and nobody to help you out. But, you know, still the tackles. He was forcing fumbles still, interception. I mean, he was doing stuff to change games, and people understand what this guy does to an offense and, and how he changes the entire game plan around. But congratulations to Jadavian Clowney. Uh, we're about to see a lot of quarterbacks coming up in those top, you know, 20, 30 picks left on that list for sure. Uh, let's switch gears though. Let me take you out to the steaming hot OTAs. You know, bubble this week for us poor media folk, but hopefully you listeners you're enjoying this in air-conditioned comfort. Before I share a couple of thoughts about what I saw on the third and final week of organized team activities, let's hear my conversation with Bruce Ellington, who, of course, is fighting for a spot in this wide receiving core. First of all, I want to start you off with a little something different, a little fun. I don't, I don't know many Texans fans know that uh, you were a really good basketball player, right, in high school. How, how good a basketball player were you? Uh, well, for me, I think I was pretty good. Uh, I was ranked, I think, 23rd point guard in the nation. Um, I got invited to Chris Paul camp. Uh, I had scholarships from Kansas, uh, Marquette, uh, South Carolina, of course, uh, Clemson. You know, so I thought I was pretty good. McDonald's nominee, too, right? Yeah, definitely. I was a big. I think they didn't get me because I, I, I was a football player. <laughs> <laughs> Did you meet Chris? Yeah, I got I got a chance to meet Chris and uh, get to talk to him when I was at his when I was at his camp, and uh, I actually got to meet him. Uh, Hop took me to one of the games, and uh, we were sitting right by him. And I was like, Chris, man, you remember me, Bruce Ellis? And he, he actually said yeah. So I don't know if he did or he didn't, but I, I think he did. So it was pretty cool. What did you think of just being able to watch the Rockets up close and, you know, just seeing them trying to compete for a championship? Uh, was that fun? Did you, did you guys take anything away? Because I saw quite a few of the Texans players were out there. I know J.J. Yeah, for sure. Of course, man. I, I love basketball. That's my first love. And it's always going to be a love of me. And that's always going to be one of my love, man. I love going out there and watching the game and seeing the players play. And uh, Chris Paul, he's he's not much bigger than me. So to see him out there doing this thing and making plays and one of the top point guards in the world and just to go out there and just to see basketball, it was fun. Was it a thing you just looked at your size and you're like, maybe maybe football is probably my best chance to, to, to go to the next level? Um, I, I don't think it was that. It was just, you know, you know, I, my plan was to go play basketball, but uh, God has my plan, and um, and I'm, I'm here playing football now, so I'm blessed to be doing it. I'm blessed to be doing that. I'm blessed to be playing football. Uh, I go out to the Rockets game any chance I get, especially James Harden, you know, to go see him play the type of offense he has, man, just to go out there and see those guys, you know, go at it. You've had a few different injuries over your first couple of years in, in the NFL. Uh, what have you learned from, from that, uh, going through some of that stuff? And, and is there anything that you feel like you've, you've picked up that maybe can help you stay healthier this year? I mean, is, the, is this new uh, staff that they put together here with the Texans, are, are they trying different things with you than you've done before? Uh, the biggest thing is just taking care of your body, um, hydrating, um, running the cold tub, hot tub, getting massages, acupuncture, doing everything that you can do to invest in your body. And I think... Me going into my fifth year, I, uh, last year I realized it, but going into my fifth year, I'm, I'm finally realizing that your body is the most important thing. And uh, I'm, I'm mad it took me this long, but I got it now. So just taking care of my body, you know, like I said, staying hydrated, going in the cold tub, hot tub, and just, you know, relaxing, getting some sleep. 
Was there anything, somebody like uh, Wes Welker, you could pick up from him, uh, his coaching lap this past year? And, I mean, with all of his experience and what, what he was able to do, has he, has he taught you any little tricks of the trade? He, he taught me a lot. He taught me probably everything I do out there. Um, he's one of the best slot that played in this game. And um, why wouldn't I pick his brain? So every chance I get, even even now that he's working with the tight ends, I still get a chance to go out there. And, Wes, you know, I know you watch the film. Uh, tell me what I need to do on this or Tell me what I need to do on that. Um, so, yes, I, I use him every chance I get. What is it like to catch footballs from Deshaun Watson? Is, does he throw one of the more catchable balls that you've uh, had as quarterback? I mean, what what is he like to, to catch a pass from? Uh, man, he just put it where it needs to be. Uh, give me a chance to go out there and do what I do, and that's make people miss. So he put it in there so I can catch it and make my move. Um, a lot of quarterbacks may throw it too hard, so the receiver got to focus a lot more. But Deshaun ball is like a – like a uh, piece of paper towel just throwing in there. And there. He, sometimes he can put it in there hard too, but when he, when he needs to put it in there, he puts it in there hard. But most of the time, it's a soft ball, and I can catch it and make my move. You're going to have a competition in the NFL at all times, but you see the Texans, they draft Kiki Cutie, and uh, you know that's a guy that's your position. So uh, how do you look at that, and what did you think when, when you saw, okay, they're getting a guy in the fourth round, another guy that's going to be coming at me a little bit? Man, I don't, I don't worry about that. I just worry about myself, man. I know what I can do. I'm a competitor. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to come out here and give him everything I got, and at the end of the day, it's their choice. Um, I'm just going to be me, be Bruce Ellington, go out there. And if he need my help, I'll help him, you know, because I've been in the game five years. I learned from Wes, and I learned from a, a lot of other guys like Anquan, uh, Stevie Johnson, you know, Crabtree, so, and, and Hop, of course, being here with him. So anything he need, need from me, I'll help him out. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm going to go out there and do my job and do what I got to do. And at the end of the day, it's up to them to make their choice who they want to be in that position. How good do you think he looks so far? What do you think, him? I think he looked real good. Um, he's a nice, quick player. Uh, same qualities as me, quick. Uh, he's pretty, he's real fast. He can run a little bit for his size. Um, he got great hands. He can catch the ball. And he can get open. I, I think in the slot, that's all you need. <laughs> well, it's, it's pretty warm out here. I know you got to run, but uh, it's it's uh, you only got one more week, and then you, you go to West Virginia. So it's going to cool off a little bit easier. Uh, thanks for thanks for doing this, and uh, we wish you luck in West Virginia. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. You just heard from Bruce Ellington, and we'll talk about what he had to say right there, and I'll share a couple of thoughts on OTAs in just a bit. But first, Brian, we got a brand-new sponsor that our listeners, boy, they might want to hear about this one. Guys, let's talk about sex, and I'm talking about good sex, the kind that you can't even stand up straight because you're out there, you're doing your thing with the woman that you love or the woman that, you know, you may be with that you shouldn't be with, but you're with anyway. So you remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable... They work up to twice as fast as a pill, but you don't want to go too fast. You want to take your time. You want to make sure that you get everything you need done as you're going through the motions so you can be ready when that opportunity arises. You know what I'm talking about, fellas. Blue Chew is prescribed online, and it ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness, no more stares. It's all you. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. 
Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code LOCKEDON. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code LOCKEDON to try it for free. Bluetooth is the better, cheaper, and faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. It definitely cures a disease that lingers among us men. So why don't you jump in? And Bluetooth is going to be that answer for you. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Brian, any reaction to what you heard from Bruce Ellington? He was fun to talk to. Let me tell you that to begin with. And uh, the Chris Paul stuff, I didn't know about that. I knew about his basketball career. I didn't know the connection to Chris Paul until we started talking. So that was kind of a just a fun thing to stumble on right off the bat. Absolutely. And and just just one more thing that we, we now know about him that that we did and and that he played basketball. I mean, typically you're gonna see, you know, the great football players, you know, they they also play basketball. They dabble in multiple sports too. But the things I noticed just listening to his interview, he puts God first. He's versatile. He's always willing to improve by seeking help. But you talked about Wes Welker, always looking to improve, optimistic, confident. When he, when you asked him about Kiki Cootie, he uh, Kiki Cootie, excuse me, uh, he 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 said, "Well, I, I I'm Bruce Ellington. I know what I'm going to do. But he if he needs help, he can come to me." And he so that means he's a consummate teammate. So, you know, I'm not saying that these are necessarily the uh, qualifications to be a Houston Texan, but it damn sure got him here. Um, and obviously that reputation has preceded him wherever he has gone. I'm glad he's here. I'm, I'm actually kind of inspired by that interview. I know it was only like a short, what, what two or three minutes, but uh, it goes to show a lot about his character. And uh, it's, it's just going to break. It's going to be great to see him out here. We don't know how long he's going to be here, but you, you damn for sure. He's going to make his mark uh, the most while he's here. There's no big fans or butts about that. Come on, Brian, give us a little bit more credit there. We got five minutes with him, and, and hey, you know, we, we, we wanted to do more. I love talking to him. I would have loved to do more with him, but, uh, you know, they're we, we, they under a, a stopwatch there, you know, everything that's going on during the day. So they had to go to meetings and do the stuff that they needed to do. Also, we're going to have some stuff. The assistant coaches uh, spoke at, during OTAs, right after OTAs. So we're going to have some stuff from them uh Maybe early next week. I think that we might uh, run some of that early next week. But uh, uh, that that's some interesting stuff, and we're going to get to that. Now, as far as Bruce goes, the big thing for me is, you know, the injury issue. This new – we keep talking about it. This new training staff, what can they do for somebody like Bruce Ellington and some of these guys that have had some health issues? He's a guy that things could really change – uh, if he could just stay on the football field, I mean, it would be huge because you, you could see the potential last year. Uh, we talked about Kiki and it's Kiki QT. I was corrected today. I was out at, at practice and somebody uh, was was telling me, yeah, it's Kiki QT. I said, how is it? It's Kiki QT. So the emphasis is on the T for everybody 
wondering about that. I think I've just been saying cutie like, hey, she's a cutie, but it's actually QT. And let me tell you, Brian, I'm going to say this once again. I keep talking about this guy. Kiki, again, impressed me in practice. He's just like 7-Eleven. The guy always is open. He's always open, Brian. I mean, every time I see him in practice, they're throwing it to him. He's wide open. He's sprinting away from defenders with that speed and and quickness. And uh, it's one thing, I think, to have the athleticism as a wide receiver and the speed. And maybe you can do it in short burst. It's another thing to get yourself open in space. And that's what he's showing. I mean, you know, no pads yet. You know, no, no one's had a chance to be physical with him yet. Push him around. However... He's going to be stop, tough to, to get his hands on. It's going to be tough to stop him in space because uh, he, he moves like a little. It's like uh, he's it's like a joystick. You know, it's like one of those guys you see on Madden or something like that. You can move around really quickly and stuff. He's just going to be difficult to stop. And more than anybody, again, in, in this third round of OTAs, he stuck out. Hope Bill O'Brien finds the cheat codes for that guy because uh, obviously from what you're seeing, yeah, he's he's definitely going to be a, a terrific contributor for the Houston Texans. You know, I had the same level of excitement for Tyler Irvin, but he hadn't had a chance to prove himself. And unfortunately, uh, he's on the clock. I mean, th- this guy, you know, he's he's in the hot seat. Braxton Miller is in the hot seat. You know, just one player just having that effect on guys' roster spots because this guy is hungry. Uh, he comes from a system that's lightning quick, you know, Kingsbury, that's, that's all that, that he runs, you know, with speed, 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 faster, stronger, longer, you know how it goes. But uh, I, I, that's why I was so excited about Kiki Cutie. Again, one of the most exciting picks uh, out of the draft. People thought I was crazy, but yes, he is going to be making an impact immediately. He is going to make this team. I tell you what, right now, I don't care. Yeah, I don't know if you're going out on a real limb. Fourth-round picks usually make the team, Brian, unless uh, maybe somebody like, oh, no, uh, Charlie Casserly w- would draft you. Th- then it's a little bit up in the air. Uh, let me get a couple couple more guys that I-, I saw out there. Vincent Smith. It's the second time in three weeks I've seen Smith show a little bit of that big play ability downfield. There's a lot of veteran Texan slot guys, but somebody besides Hopkins and Fuller has to play outside, you would think. And Smith is putting himself in the competition with Sammy Coates and Chris Thompson. I made a note of that. I made a note of Treston Deku, who continues to show great ball skills at safety, made a big play downfield, not going to pass away. Um, that's good to see. I, I really love the move uh, for safe, to safety for him, and, and he can do some things at that position. Again, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but Justin Reed, just like Cutie uh, or QT, uh, he isn't the only rookie QT that's making play after play. Justin Reed, you know, he just knows uh, how, you know, he just knows where to be. There's no question the guy can cover. There's no way to know until the pad comes on, comes on, and if he can stop the run. That's still, you know, something that I'm going to have to see. But just tremendous speed, anticipation, and ball skills. The Texans fans. Need to be excited about this guy. The young guys are looking good, Brian, and that's not something I could say every year with the Texans over the years. With this draft class, it just goes how goes to show how Brian Gain uh, is looking good so far. So, you know, again, um, I, I want to see more out of Jordan Thomas. Um, I haven't, you know, I don't know how much you've seen of him. That's a guy that I'm interested in. Jordan Aikens may be starting by default. 
uh, because of our, our lack of depth at, at the tight end position. You know, Ryan, Ryan Griffin, you know, I don't think he should be handed the job because he's been here longer. You got to go out there and earn that, buddy. So, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, this is a good draft class, you know, f- especially since we don't have a first and second round pick. But, um, again, it's going to take about a year or two for us to finally give that, you know, synopsis of, how this draft class ended up and but I, I do think we're going to see some dividends pay off early yeah and and the tight ends I didn't see a lot uh in this OTA session previous OTA sessions uh I saw a couple plays with Jordan Akins uh yeah you're right I I, I believe uh, he he's going to be battling Griffin and and I think he's got a good chance to win that job but uh, it, it's a wait and see. We still got to see a lot more of these guys, obviously. It's early, 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 early. Uh, we're talking about rookies when we're talking about Jordan Akins and Jordan Thomas, and those guys typically take time, although Kiki and Justin Reed both looking great. Uh, most of the practice, uh, interestingly enough, was spent on the kickoff unit, or most of what we saw. I mean, they do other stuff during the day. So we're getting like this little piece. We're getting a sliver of what's going on. But the one thing that I noticed was how many smaller, speedier guys are not on that coverage unit. Brian, that's going to be a noticeable difference with these new rules. I I don't think you're going to have the big tough guys, the big physical guys. You're going to want speed and athleticism, the stuff that we talk about with Brian Gain on other parts of this team. It's going to be even more important in the kickoff coverage, maybe even more so than punt coverage, because uh, you're going to have to get around guys in that in those short spaces a lot more you're not going to have that lead up to where you can you know have 15 or 20 yards to run up to somebody so being able to to move in those short spaces try to get around guys trying to out athlete guys in in the in the little small areas um, because if you can't get that kickoff out of the end zone uh, then it's going to be a real uh, test to see uh, which one of these special teams units picks up on these new rules the quickest yeah, and, and you know, I think that the guy, with the guys that we have in our coaching staff, that uh, I, I expect to see uh, certainly some growing pains, or maybe not necessarily growing pains. That may be the uh, incorrect phrase, but there's just going to be some time where they're going to have to transition to these new rules. There are going to be some penalties, but I think that with uh, Brad Seeley, you know, in charge, you know, he's going to have those guys ready to ensure that, you know, this isn't a common occurrence with each and every week going through the season. I don't know if uh, there's going to be any coaching staff, though, that you say our coaching staff. I think all coaching staff, it, all coaching staffs have a learning curve. Nobody knows how to do this. I mean, these are brand new rules. They're not in college. They're not in high school. It's 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 new. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, they're, they're measured by how they do their job. And no matter what's thrown at them, you know, they've got to be able to be successful at what they do or else they will be out of a job. So uh, that's something to keep your eye on for the season of how this team responds to the new rule changes. All right. Before we close out the show, you're going to hear from Bill O'Brien on the passing of a legend. Stay tuned for that. We got a couple more items to go. But first, let me remind you that if you're enjoying Locked On Texans, tell your friends, let them know. Hey, they can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, most anywhere you'll find your favorite podcast. If you'd like to check out more podcasts from our national Locked On Network, go to LockedOnSports.com, our brand new Locked On Network website. We have podcasts for nearly every NFL and NBA team, some Major League Baseball teams as well. We've got the Locked On NFL Draft and Locked On NFL shows. It's all on LockedOnSports.com. That's LockedOnSports.com. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Well, Brian, we asked Jason Braddock what he thought about bringing in Adrian Peterson. Uh, at a previous show last week, you and I gave our thoughts about bringing in AP. How about we hear what Renee wrote us on Twitter? He says, quote, Peterson would be the worst addition possible. Can't run from the gun. Can't catch the ball. Can't pass protect. Our line will be improved, but not good enough uh, to put back in pass protection on play action. So uh, that's what Renee says, Brian. What do you have to say to Renee? You back it down from uh, wanting Peterson after hearing from Renee. Oh, no, no. Heck no. I mean, just to get a guy that's going to be a future Hall of Famer, a guy that guys are going to soak information from, Yes, uh, but there are his weaknesses is because, you know, he's he's a bit older now and, you know, his blocking has has been in question because he like he's more of a downhill guy. And, uh, you know, he, if he were to come in, of course, he's not going to be used on every down, but he's going to be the guy when you need those yards, you're going to put him in to get you over the mark because Lamar Miller, uh, he's not necessarily the guy that's going to be able to do that. It's going to be Adrian Peterson. So I want to ask you, Renee, is Alfred Blue that guy? Would you rather have – you're saying you'd rather have Alfred Blue um, over uh, Adrian Peterson in this situation. But uh, I, I'm going with the guy that has a hell of a track record, and although his skills are declining, I think it's a safe risk that we could we could go with uh, Adrian Peterson. Because, again, Alfred Blue, he may or may not be available if we let him go, if we do happen to need him again. But – um, I, I really uh, just want to look and experiment with, with this guy coming in. And I think we have some breathing room to do that because, you know, we want to contend for a Super Bowl, but there are a lot of kinks that we have to work out first. Renee, go back at Brian. Don't put up with that crap. It's at House of Houston. Tell him what you think. Tell him you think he's a fool. I don't care. Uh, it's not my fight right now. <laughs> hey, <laughs> we didn't get a chance at all uh, last week to talk about Christian Covington, who had the tweet of the week uh it said quote uh and there's a picture underneath and i'm going to get to that in a second but it said quote hi my name is christian and i am suffering from weirdness i'd like to thank my personal physician dr watt for diagnosing me quickly and getting to the bottom of this there's a long journey ahead but rest assured it will be a painful and tedious process uh 10 out of 10 doctors would recommend unquote so uh, just to put this uh, little thing in perspective, remember that J.J. picked up his honorary doctorate last week from Baylor College of Medicine for his hurricane relief efforts. Uh, the coup de grace to all of this was the picture of a fake prescription that Covington attached to the tweet. It said, to see Covington from Dr. Watt uh, under ailment was filled in, quote, weirdness. Uh, there were a number of remedies listed, and apparently J.J. had to put an X next to shopping and stiff drink. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Good Cry did not have an X next to it on his prescription. Written on the prescription was, quote, no Marvel movies for two weeks, three stiff drinks twice a week, 
one hair color change. And in parentheses, Brian, it said, this prescription is not free. This isn't Canada. <laughs> At the bottom, of course, it was side J.J. Watt. Loved it. Loved it, Brian. This was, that was great. Absolutely. And just great to see, you know, teammates going at it like that. Cleverly done. I mean, Christian Coveney, you know, a rice guy, just he's just, just going to use his intellect uh, to to bro- provide something like that uh, to us fans, to have us chuckle, to have us laugh. Oh, give the, hey, give J.J. I mean, I think that J.J. handed it out to him. I, I don't think that was Covington handed him the prescription. I, you got to give it to J.J. for that. But, yeah, Covington, he's got a great sense of humor. And, and those two guys, I'm sure – uh, you know, line mates and everything like that. They, they go at each other a little bit. Uh, hey, don't know if you saw this, Brian, but all the Texans drafted rookies were at the Astros game Sunday to help out the first, uh, to help throw out the first pitch. They wisely had Jordan Aikens, the former third round pick in the Major League Baseball draft, uh, actually get on the mound and throw the first pitch. Good move, guys. Good move. I think that was good. Round of applause for that, Brian. <laughs> Wow, just already, you know, just a few weeks in the city, and he always he's already throwing out the first pitch at games. So obviously that's how highly they think of uh, uh, Jordan Akins uh, right now at this moment. I mean, why wouldn't Ryan Griffin throwing out that pitch? So, so it's definitely something that's, of course, exciting to see. Uh, but uh, he may be catching that first pass of the season by uh, from Deshaun Watson. So uh, really, really proud of it. I remember, you know, whenever it was announced, I text you and said, hey, <laughs> he's going to be throwing out the first pitch tonight against the Red Sox uh, Saturday night. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was it was pretty cool uh, to see and uh, wasn't too bad. He's got a nice arm. Yeah, the the one thing uh, it was he was a little bit outside on the throw, but still, Brian, I'm thinking, could he be worse than Ken Giles? Come on, man. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I, I don't think anybody's going to grab that title right now. He's in a league of his own. Yeah, I tell you what, those Astros, they need to go on and, and make a trade. There's some guys that are going to be available. Kelvin Herrera, uh, Zach Britton, anybody. You know, we've got we've got to have a closer that's going to be willing to go out and do the job uh, that Ken Giles uh, is unable to do in that situation. So leave them there with the Astros, uh, of course. You know, don't trade them off, but put them in a different role. Closer isn't it for him. Yeah, maybe Jordan Akins, maybe he can do a two-sport athlete. Let's go back to Deion Sanders, Bo Jackson. I miss the old two-sport athletes. Man, that was fun. By the way, real strange, uh, Brian, because Akins threw the first pitch with a fanny pack over his shoulder. And I'm not making this up. He had a fanny pack. And I had to do a double take on this one. I thought maybe there was an injury. His arm was in a sling or something like that. (laughs) That's what I was wondering. Or was it one of those man purses? That's what I thought at first when I looked at the picture because, you know, you know, that's kind of chick now. I mean, it's not chick with me. You know, I think my wallet does everything it needs to do in the pockets in my pants. But, you know, you know, to stay in step with fashion, you, you may need that purse. But, uh, no, nah, um, he's bringing fanny pack back. I had it when I was a kid. It held everything. I'd go to Astroworld and it'd have all the stuff I would need, uh, my money and uh, whatever I was going to get, you know, on the rides and my, my uh, season pass and whatnot. So, yeah, I didn't even know if those things were ever going to come back, and it looks like he's trying to bring it back. Yeah, it wasn't a merce, apparently, even though I'm sure Joey Tribbiani, at the recommendation of Rachel Green, would have recommended the the man purse. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know <laughs> what was going on there, but that was funny. Uh, happy birthday also 
Uh, we're, we're recording on Tuesday, OTA Tuesday, and happy birthday to Kendall Lamb. Don't know if we're going we're gonna to see Kendall Lamb uh, next year, but uh, happy birthday to the to the offensive tackle for the Houston Texans uh, for sure. Good guy, too. Seems like a really good guy being around him in the locker room. Hey, in just a few seconds, you're going to hear Bill O'Brien on the passing of two-time Super Bowl champion and former All-Pro 49ers wide receiver Dwight Clark. Really sad news coming out the last 24 hours. Uh, time to wrap this one up. Don't forget, Brian's got everything covered on House of Houston, a fan site affiliate. Go check out his and his staff stories on houseofhouston.com, my Houston Sports Talk podcast. Easy to find on iTunes and most anywhere you listen to your podcast. Uh, when you're done listening to today's Locked On Texans, rate us on iTunes. Let us know what you think or what you might suggest. We'll definitely take your recommendations to heart for sure. One last thing for today's show. Uh, former Clemson wide receiver, yes, Clemson. I mean, they just weren't producing wide receivers uh, in modern era with DeAndre Hopkins. They had a guy named Dwight Clark, and he was the man back in the day for the 49ers. He was on the receiving end of the play simply known as the catch. He passed away age 61 after a long battle with Alzheimer's. The catch took place in the NFC Championship game. For those who don't remember or weren't alive back in the day and that was against the Dallas Cowboys I was an Oilers fan I'm a Houston fan growing up so I was glad to see the Cowboys go down in dramatic fashion I remember it well it was the beginning of the Joe Montana legend and a young Bill O'Brien remembers that game and remembers Dwight Clark really well (sighs) it's a very sad day Um, you know when I in 1981 when he caught that pass you know, I was 12 years old and really just started, you know, really watching pro football with my family, with my dad and my brothers and my mom. And I'll never forget that, uh, that play, you know, Montana to Clark. I mean, there's been thousands of receptions over the years, but only one catch, you know, and that was the catch. And I, I, I think the more you, you read about him, which it's, it's kind of, it's tough sometimes when somebody gets ill, you, you start to really study their background. But he was so much more than a football player to San Francisco, what he did for that organization, both on and off the field. It's a sad day for the NFL. So I know there's a lot of great, uh, great memories about him and our condolences go to his family and the San Francisco 49ers. You are locked on Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Hey, prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.